Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corman, Ed Carson here with a breakdown of the action in today's session, Friday, September 15th, where we saw some red across our screens today, Ed. Not a great way to end the week. Yeah, not a great way to end the week. Uh, a lot of ups and downs and a bad way to end. Uh, I want to take a look at three stocks that have definitely had different reactions to this week, Samsara, Caterpillar, and XP. Okay, we'll take a look at those three stocks. But first, let's analyze the major indexes, starting with the NASDAQ composite, which closed down 1.6% today. The S&P 500 down 1.2%, the Dow off eight tenths of a percent, and the Russell 2000 down 1.2%. So what was impacting the market today, Ed? Anything in particular? Well, the yields were higher. We'll get to that. But there was other things. There was uh, Adobe earnings weren't great. So that was another negative for the software. We'll get to more on that. Uh, there was a new core with a seal maker. They sort of guided low. Uh, there's a auto strike that took place. Taiwan Semi reportedly is worried about demand. So they're going to cut, like maybe slow down deliveries of capital of ship equipment that they're going to buy. So a whole lot of things were coming in. Uh, not great. And you know, I would just also just sort of like stepping back is that, you know, we're sort of in the middle of a mini range within a range in September, within a range of since the end of, you know, like from July. And right in the middle of that is the 50 day line. And we have gone up and down. It's like it's like uh, two armies that are fighting over territory and they keep on going, you know, like we want this field and they they win one way or the other. So on any given day, a relatively modest move, and today was a bad day. Okay, let's be clear, but you can have a relatively modest move. And it, look, there's a bullish signal. You know, on Monday and Thursday, the NASDAQ and S&P got above the 50-day line, but then we went right back below it. Maybe on Monday, we go right back above it. I mean, I mean, <laughs> uh, if, we, if it wasn't right around these levels, it probably wouldn't look as serious. I mean, again, right. today was not a good day. It was a pretty big loss. We sort of closed at the worst level in several, in several weeks. Uh, and, uh, you know, just one more thing is that this and the S&P is that we're close to the follow through day low in the August 29th follow through day. Uh, we didn't close there, but it's like 30 points or so away. A close below that level would be highly bearish. Eric Kroll, who has been on IBD Live and other things before, like his research shows that 90 percent of the time when that happens, you can uh, the, the rally will ultimately fail. So really don't want to see that go underneath that level. Yeah, we definitely don't. But then in terms of that's the downside scenario, the upside scenario, the like you said, there's there's a couple of different levels. We ha we now have the short term highs, which correspond closely to that 14,000. But it's really that September 1st reversal high that it would be nice to see the Nasdaq get back above uh, for us to get more bullish again. Yeah. And so if we get above and like, there, look, there were reasons to maybe add shares on Thursday or think that maybe we mm -hmm. could on Friday. And uh, and look, that backed off. So if things do, if we get above Thursday's highs, you might think, well, maybe I can buy something, maybe, but don't go crazy. Yeah. You know, do it step by step. This is clearly, you know, today was an example of why you don't want to just go rush into on the first sign. So if things go work, you can step by step. Uh, and that's on the upside if we get that. That makes sense, Ed. Let's take a look at the other major indexes. So here's a look at the S&P 500, also with a uh, pretty gnarly down day today. And this one, it looked even more like a, a clearer buy signal on yeah. the index level for the S&P on Thursday. So yeah, it, it, it made sense for folks who wanted to add a little bit more there, but we're now back down. So we're in this battleground area. The market is trying to find directions. We'll have to see 
if we break one way or another, if we get more clues there. Let's also take a look at the Dow. So got back above the 50-day line on Thursday, back below it on Friday. And then what about small caps? And here's a look at the Russell 2000. Once again, on the ropes. Yeah, and that really reflects the the, the weak breadth. So as, as the indexes don't look great, and but the indexes look a lot better than, than the... Uh, then I'd say the overall market, you look at things like RSP, the equal weight, you know, that isn't at the 200 day line, but it's definitely not at the 50 day line. You know, it's definitely, there's a lot of things, uh, you know, the, the NASDAQ advanced decline line is basically at long-term lows. Uh, it's not going to reflect Friday's action yet, but with Friday's action, it's going to come right back down to that. And it's a long time low, that level too. And new highs, new lows, that trend has been uh, weakening again. So that's there's a lot of things on that front. You can see the new low is definitely way above um, on the NASDAQ, and that's a 10 day, 10 day moving average, mm -hmm. I believe. So uh, you look at those breadth signs, leadership is narrowed. So the indexes don't look good. And then it's like, but that's the bright spot. That's the bright spot is, is the major yeah. indexes. So uh, investors need to keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Let's also take a look at your TNX. You mentioned yield. So yeah, there's that uh, inverse correlation there. And now we're getting back up to those pretty sky high levels, Ed. Yeah. And that's, that's you know, Thursday was sort of an anomaly where we actually rallied with the yields going up, but that just doesn't last very often. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's been a, that's been a real factor for that. The Fed meeting is coming up on, when, you know, we'll get the announcement on Wednesday. So that'll be important uh, because we'll get projections for rate hikes from the members. We'll get Fed Chief Powell. So it's really not about, because there's almost no chance of a move on, on Wednesday, but the question will be November or, or December, will we get a rate hike? Uh, and so people will be interested in that. But so I, I, if we punch above those levels, it's really hard to see the stock market not suffering uh, further losses. Mm. And so if that happens, how should investors react? Should we be going completely to cash? I mean, I guess it depends on the stock level. If you were getting into some stuff in May or earlier in the year and you've been writing some nice gains, you can uh, treat that a little bit differently than uh, recent buys. Yeah, that's that's where you can hold things. So at some point you may decide where do I want to take profits, partial or otherwise. So you know what? I think the run is done. I mean, you have to decide that ultimately with stocks, and that sort of comes down to your preference and all and a whole bunch of little questions on that side. Yeah. Now let's take a look at UUP because uh, up go the yield. Usually <laughs> up goes the dollar, and it's still climbing uh, off a smidge today, but that was a pretty big move on Thursday. And uh, for the week, if I change the view here, how many weeks up in a row now, Ed? That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. And it's really that those two, the combination of the yields and the higher dollar is really weighing on, you know, these big multinational firms, especially the, the growth names. And now we'll look at some sector ETFs, Ed. I'm going to punch them up, and if you could just uh, give some brief analysis for each of them, starting with IGV, the software sector. I mean, it's you know maybe you can find support here, but look, this was looking so strong in the combination. You can spot that's Adobe, and then you can see the other loss that was that was Oracle. Uh, I mean, and those were we're not going to get many other earnings for a while, and so that was that was negative for software. Uh, those are the two biggest components in it, but lots of software names were having trouble. So you know that was that was that was really disappointing. 
yeah, 3.3% decline on the week. SMH down 2.4% on the week. Pattern recognition is outlining a couple of handle here, but uh, had NVIDIA a notable loser today and SMH not below the low of the base, but breaking below this uh, recent sideways action. Yeah, that wasn't great. Sort of like couldn't get above and then broke through. You know, as I say, when NVIDIA is having trouble, uh, not again, and NVIDIA looks better than so many other things, this could bounce right back. I don't want to make mm -hmm. too much of it, but when it's starting to look decisively below the 50-day line, uh, not many chips are going to look very good. And a lot of chip equipment makers were hard hit today, too. So there was a lot of damage today. Right. And here's a look at XLI. This is industrials. Looking at the weekly chart, not down a whole lot on the week, but testing the lows of this pattern. Yeah, sort of undercanning that, re round tripping a three month, you know, that you know, the breakout from a few months ago. And there were a lot of individual names that had much bigger losses uh, in this group beyond, beyond what XLI is showing. XHB, this is the home builder area. Ed. So, you know, this is tough when you have rising rates, home builders feel the heat. Yeah, and Lennar had earnings last night. And they they seemed pretty good, but there was a negative reaction to that. Mm -hmm. Down 2.9% on the week, XHB. XLE, it has been a bright spot in the market. It managed to eke out a game this week. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm not sure all the reasons why, because oil had a strong week. But at some point, there may be just a pressure on, you know, when... While energy stocks can be somewhat independent of the rest of the market, at some point there, there's an impact. Mm -hmm. So approaching a breakout here, we'll have to see how it handles it. That was one thing on the radar of IBD Live guest John Kosar this morning. And to wrap this section, let's take a look at XME, the metals and mining ETF, a strong week here, up 3.7%. And this is really the like coal is doing pretty well, but also the traditional base metal miners had some a big gain on Thursday. So that's positive. There was some better China economic data this week as well. And now let's take a look underneath the surface at some in individual names and see what that says about the market. Here's IoT in the enterprise software group did have a pretty encouraging close on Friday. I would say all things considered is still down 3% on the day, but finding support right at the 50 day line, that's the cup half full version of the analysis, but the cup half empty version, Ed, is this round tripped a major breakout where it had such a strong reaction to earnings and gave it all back at a pretty quick clip. Yeah, so this is something where it's like, hey, maybe this isn't broken. Maybe it can set up again, but it needs to set up again. Uh, and yeah, that round trip, really disappointing. Even if you bought it on the trend line or something, you lost all those gains. Anybody who bought the breakout definitely was well below where you needed to sell. And that's just showing a lot of the AI leaders are struggling. They're they're not, I and mean, it doesn't mean they can't just, maybe they just need an extended rest. It doesn't mean it's over or anything like that, but it's just, uh, you have to recognize that these, a lot of these stocks are, are starting to struggle for, you know, right in the, right in the near term. And underscores a difficult market for active traders trying to add on new positions or trying to buy breakouts here. We're not seeing that follow up, that follow through. You know, you're seeing that on the index level. We're not seeing that uh, follow up to the follow through day. And yeah, leading stocks even struggling here a little bit. Choppy markets chop up investors. We say that a lot because it's like you, when, you know, if you buy on strength, you're sort of buying near the top and then you, and because it doesn't last because there's not that follow through and then it rolls back down and maybe this will roll right back up, but it's hard to, it's hard to get to that. 
Right. And it seems like the solve for that is maybe don't try as much, you know, <laughs> don't <laughs> be as active, yeah. but if you do make sure you're really focused on those uh, strong early entries, maybe shorten your time frame. really try to take profits into strength and go with those smaller position sizes. So some of those things can maybe help traders not get uh, cut up too much, but yeah, it, it's definitely a, a tricky environment out there right now. Let's take a look at Caterpillar industrial giant. It's setting up in a base here. We have a trend line drawn. So what do you think about this one, Ed? This is looking this is looking pretty good right now. We'll see. You know, on a weekly chart, it actually found support at the 10-week line, found support there. So uh, pretty nice action. That might actually be a three weeks tight. That'll not that it matters really, but it uh, yeah, it looks as though it's mm -hmm. within that base, tight action. Uh, there's it's not that far from a buy point. I think if it gets above last week's high uh, or the recent high in there, that short-term high. Uh, that would be it, or the trend line, just in somewhere in there. There's various places where you could probably enter for early entries mm -hmm. uh, while still being relatively close to the 50-day, 10-week line. Maybe this won't work out. Maybe this holds up and then it just slumps off. There's not really, this is really not a market to be cheating and say, I want to get in ahead of time because maybe this falls 5% on Monday and it just drifts off and we don't see it again for several months. So this is one you wait to actually see that trigger uh, you know, uh, to make sure that, right. you know, there's actually going to happen here. Yeah, th that's a good point. There's a distinction between buying early and buying yes. proper early entry when you get a stock to prove some strength. So good distinction there. Let's now take a look at XP. This is in the group ranked 48 out of 197. Ed finished off highs on the day, but still up 2.7% and some nice volume coming into it. Of course, we did have the quadruple witching impacting the volume of a lot of charts here, but this was a swing trade setup that the team took advantage of this morning. Yeah, nice bounce off the 50-day, 21-day line. There's sort of this downslope there it's you can sort of treat this whole thing as sort of a consolidation like a um, like a you know right around the 27 67 71 you could use that as an official buy point i think not you know uh so that would definitely be a place where you could start as well or add on but today was a nice action uh yeah to get that kind of gain any kind of gain i know it came off highs but to have a solid gain solid volume uh is nice to see the the, the fundamentals have been picking up it's had a nice run and now it's having a rest uh, we'll see. Again, this could easily fizzle because a few weeks ago, it, it was looking pretty strong. Hey, look at that. Look at that bounce off the 50-day line. Again, it's a tough market. The relative strength line is looking great, but you can have rel you can be a relative strength winner and an absolute loser. This right now is not, but um, that is just something to watch out for. If the market continues to struggle, this one, this one like every other stock, will, will struggle to, uh, to keep going higher. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll have to see if that upward progress can continue. All right, Ed. Well, as we wrap, let's talk about the game plan for the week ahead. What should traders be focusing on for their weekend research and to prep for another week of trade? Yeah. I mean, look, this is a time to be definitely preparing and just, uh, you know, getting those watch lists ready. And we always say this, but 
you know, rather than trying to force the issue and trying to really get aggressive and make things happen in the market, you know, let's, uh, you know, wait to make sure the conditions are better rather than playing the low odds. You want to play when the odds are in your favor. Uh, and definitely just, uh, you know, be flexible. Uh, I wouldn't be like, don't be impulsive and go back and forth and buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell. But just sort of like, don't, don't lock yourself into a bearish or um, bullish mindset. Uh, you definitely have to be ready that it could be in a couple of days, this market is really going to start taking off. A couple of days, this market could really be breaking down. And I think that you just have to be in that mindset, not uh, be thinking, oh, no, it's going to do this because uh, we are definitely we've been in a turning point for a couple of months. And that turning point, uh, we're still waiting for it to turn. Yes, we are. But luckily, in the meantime, what's so important is to make sure we have those watch lists ready because we know conditions can change so quickly. So even though it's maybe not the best time to be adding new exposure, it could soon be. So if we are prepared and at the ready instead of caught flat-footed, that definitely will pay off if that scenario pans out, but we've gotta be ready to back away as well, Ed. Yep, just gotta be ready for anything. Yes, I know you are, you're always ready for anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks Ed, and thanks everyone for tuning in. Hope everyone has a great weekend. We will be back with more on Monday morning on IBD Live, and we hope you join us, investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details on that. We will see you there, and we'll also see you Monday after the close. Have a great weekend. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.